Dear God, for I desire mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. Hosea chapter 6, verse 6. Dear Lord, I want to thank you for keeping my focus on the most important thing, the knowledge of you. I know that, more than anything, you want my life to be attuned to your life in me. Inspire me to be merciful as you are merciful, patient as you are patient, and understanding as you are understanding in and through me. I want the mercy and forgiveness you have shown me to be displayed in my life so that others praise your name. Thank you for giving me a new forgiving heart like yours, and thank you that your mercy and loving kindness have been poured out in me through your Holy Spirit. I rest in your finished work today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Now discover the profound intricacies of Scripture through Pray.com's podcast, The Heartbeat of Faith, with Dr. Andrew Farley. Stay tuned after this quick word from our sponsors. Does your money stretch as far as it used to? Most likely no. Here's why. It took 200 years for the U.S. to print its first $5 trillion. Today, Washington has done that in just three years. The problem? Every new dollar makes each of your dollars worth less. Our sponsor, Birch Gold Group, has helped tens of thousands of Americans protect their IRAs or 401ks from the dollar's loss in value with physical gold and silver. Now you can too. Get a free info kit on gold right now by texting the word HEARTBEAT to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the BBB, you're in good hands with Birch Gold. So get your no-cost, no-obligation info kit now by texting HEARTBEAT to the number 989898. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hello, I'm Dr. Andrew Farley with today's episode of the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. We want to understand the story of Scripture, the heart of God, and how to freely obtain righteousness. These truths make up the heartbeat of our faith, leading us to new life in Christ. 
In the last episode, we took a deeper look at the judgment of God. We saw God's judgment is always just and always has ultimate redemption in mind. Today, we'll explore the idea of mercy and how it works in tandem with God's judgment. Mercy can be explained as God withholding the punishment we deserve, but it's better understood through the story of Scripture. When Jesus approached and called out to Matthew, the tax collector, many people laughed at him. Tax collectors were considered traitors, betrayers of the Jews. To a devoted religious Jew in the ancient world, a tax collector was one of the worst things you could be. Listen to Jesus' interaction with them. To his right, Jesus saw a man named Matthew. He was a tax collector and hated among his Jewish kin. Tax collectors were considered Jewish traitors. They whored themselves to the Roman government and used corruption for their own gain. Matthew, however, felt the weight of his sins. He sat at his booth with his head held low, ashamed of who he had become. Jesus approached the booth. Matthew had grown accustomed to men and women coming to the tax booth to spit on him and ridicule him. However, Jesus simply smiled and said two simple words that would change Matthew's life forever. Follow me, Jesus said plainly. Then he began to walk off. Matthew paused for a moment and looked at the pile of coins and paper at his desk. Was he truly willing to sacrifice wealth and favor with Rome to follow Jesus? Was Jesus worth it? Matthew looked at Jesus walking away. Yes, it is worth everything, he thought to himself. Matthew stood to his feet and ran after Jesus. The two of them connected, and Matthew hosted Jesus and his followers at his home. They laughed and shared stories. However, not all were amused. The Pharisees stood outside the house with their arms crossed. They stopped one of his disciples and said, Look how he dines with tax collectors and sinners. Aren't you ashamed to follow him? The disciple paused, unsure of how he should answer. Before he could say anything, Jesus stepped outside and approached them. His eyes were piercing, filled with deep wisdom. Tell me, Jesus said, who needs a doctor more, the sick or the healthy? I have not come to sit at the table of the righteous, but to help sinners in need. Jesus left with his disciple back inside. As he left, he gestured for the Pharisees to join him. They sneered and left. After this, Jesus would tell the Pharisees to go and learn that God desires mercy over sacrifice. James tells us that mercy triumphs over judgment. What does that mean? Does mercy triumph over judgment? For Matthew, the mercy Jesus showed him accomplished far more than the judgment the Pharisees threw his way. The Pharisees looked down on Matthew for his lifestyle and poor choices. Jesus, however, chose to see Matthew in light of his potential, not his sins. Here's another moment Jesus had involving tax collectors and Pharisees that illustrates the same point. The next day, Jesus and his disciples were walking in the city streets of Galilee, The city was busy, and many tax collectors were set up on the cross streets to collect what was owed to Rome. 
Pharisees and other Jews scoffed and spited the men collecting taxes in the courtyard. They looked at them with complete disdain. They saw them as rats and betrayers of Israel because they worked for the Romans. Jesus watched from a distance as the Pharisees stuck their noses high in the air. Moved by the Spirit, Jesus rose up and elevated his voice. Two men went to the temple to pray, he yelled. Jesus had a voice that drew attention. Everyone stopped to listen. Two men entered the temple. One of them was a Pharisee, the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee prayed standing. He held his arms high in the air and yelled, O God, I thank you that I am not like other men. I thank you that I am not like these thieves, adulterers, liars, and tax collectors. I fast every week, I tithe all I earn, and I know your law inside and out. Jesus walked over to the desk of the tax collectors. He looked at them with compassion and gave a gentle smile. Still projecting his voice, he said, The other man, the tax collector, was on his knees and face. He could barely look to heaven. Knowing his heart was wicked, he beat his chest and whispered to God, Have mercy on me. I am a sinner. Jesus pointed to the Pharisees and gave them a long, glaring stare. Know this. The tax collector went home justified, not the Pharisee. He who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. With those words, the Pharisees left to conspire against him. God alone is just. Therefore, judgment is God's alone to wield. When we lord our so-called morality over others, we're like the Pharisees to the tax collectors. Jesus, through mercy, was able to see the potential in people. Even though the tax collectors deserved God's judgment, Jesus found a way to bring them to repentance. He connected with their broken hearts, forgave them, and called them upward toward new life in Him. One of the most profound examples of Jesus' tender mercy was with a woman caught in adultery who was scorned by religious leaders. She was caught red-handed sinning. The law said she should be stoned for her sins. But what did Jesus do? Teacher, one of the Pharisees shouted, this woman has been caught in adultery. According to the law of Moses, she should be stoned. The woman wondered who the Pharisees were talking to, so she opened her eyes and looked. There, standing in front of the crowd, was Jesus. The Pharisees had brought her to him, trying to trap him into forgiving a woman who was clearly guilty. One of the Pharisees grabbed the woman by the hair and shouted, So what do you say now, Jesus? What should be done to her? Will you obey the law of Moses? Tears streamed down the woman's face as she looked at Jesus. His eyes were filled with concern and comfort. Yet underneath Jesus' expression was a rumbling of anger. Not anger towards her, but the men who would treat her like an animal to prove a point. The religious leaders loomed over her, waiting for Jesus to speak. Instead of replying, Jesus took two steps forward and crouched down into the dirt. He began to write words in the dust with his finger. There was a silence as the Pharisees read what Jesus was writing. The woman could not see what Jesus was carving into the dirt, 
but she did notice that it made the religious leaders uncomfortable. Jesus stood to his feet and looked at them. He picked up a stone off the floor and walked towards them. The woman's heart raced. Would Jesus give them permission to stone her? Would Jesus be the one to throw the stone first? Jesus extended the stone towards the Pharisees and said, If any among you is without sin, let him throw the first stone. Jesus dropped the stone in front of the woman and Pharisees. It fell to the floor with a thud. Everyone was silent. Jesus knelt down again and continued riding in the dirt. The men looked at his words written in the dust, and one by one they began to leave. Each man, beginning with the oldest, departed in a hurry. The woman watched as the men grumbled. Their faces were filled with worry. Perhaps they did not want anyone to read what Jesus was writing. Perhaps it was about them. The Pharisees left in a hurry, and the crowds left when they realized nobody was going to be stoned. All that remained was Jesus and the woman. She was still sitting on the floor, her knees were bleeding, and her eyes were red. Her scalp was sore from being drug out by her hair, and she was still embarrassed by her nakedness. Jesus walked over to her and knelt onto the floor. He took the robe off his back and draped it over the woman's shoulders. He looked at the woman and then looked around the empty courtyard. My child, he said, who is left to condemn you? The woman looked around. Her heart was filled with shame and gladness. She wept. Her tears fell into the dirt before Jesus. She shook her head and answered, There is no one left to condemn me, Lord. Jesus propped up her chin so her eyes met his. Then neither do I condemn you. Then Jesus helped the woman to her feet. Go and sin no more. So the woman departed, feeling the full weight of forgiveness. In the bustling streets of Jerusalem, an event took place that forever etched the magnanimity of Jesus' mercy into the annals of history. The woman caught in the act of adultery was thrust at his feet, her life hanging by a thread, awaiting the stones of judgment. But in that moment, surrounded by the clamor of accusers, Jesus etched a revolutionary message on the ground. Rather than pointing fingers, he ushered in a divine mercy, saying he without sin can cast the first stone. As the crowd dwindled, Jesus turned to her, not with condemnation, but with compassion, saying, go and sin no more. Here was the master, not merely bypassing the law, but fulfilling it with unmatched mercy. And isn't this very scene a vivid portrayal of our own lives as believers today? We too were once at the feet of judgment, deserving the weight of our misdeeds. But in Christ, we have found an overwhelming mercy that declares, there is therefore now no condemnation, for those who are in Christ Jesus. However, it doesn't end there. Just as the woman was given a fresh start, we too are graced with a way forward. Our new identity in Christ furnishes us with a new heart, new desires, and a fresh perspective that isn't shackled by sin's allure. 
It's not about adhering to a set of rules, but living from the heart, a new heart given to us by God's indwelling spirit. We're not merely pardoned prisoners, but reborn saints equipped with the presence of the Holy Spirit, empowering us to genuinely go and sin no more. We're not motivated by a fear of punishment, but by the captivating love and the transformative power of the one who first showed us mercy. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. Follow the podcast so you can learn about the Bible in this inspiring and entertaining way. Download the Pray.com app, and for more encouragement in God's grace, visit andrewfarley.org. That's andrewfarley.org. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.